This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hello and welcome to Star Diary, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. You can subscribe to the print edition of the magazine by visiting skyatnightmagazine.com or to our digital edition by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Greetings listeners, and welcome to Star Diary, a weekly guide to the best things to see in the Northern Hemisphere's night sky. As we are based here in the UK, all times are in GMT. In this episode, we'll be covering the coming week from the 20th to the 26th of November. I'm Features Editor Ezzy Pearson, and I'm rejoined by Reviews Editor Paul Money. Hello there, Ezzy. Bit of a shorter week this time, not physically, but uh, sometimes you get an odd week where there aren't quite as many events. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Well, we have had a few very jam-packed weeks, so maybe a bit of a breather is always a good thing. But that doesn't mean there's nothing to see. So what do we have to look forward to? Well, we've got the moon back in the evening sky. And because we've got lots of planets in the evening sky, it gives it lots of opportunities to glide past them. So we actually start with the 20th, uh, so November the 20th, and around about seven o'clock in the evening, you'll find the first quarter moon to the lower left of Saturn. So when you look at the moon, you'll see a star to the upper right of it, and that will be actually the planet Saturn. It won't just be a star. That's around about seven o'clock in the evening. The next evening, it, the moon actually moves up and lies close to an occult. Psi 1 Aquarii. That's magnitude 4.2. Um, that's the actual star, not the moon. The moon's a lot brighter <laughs> than that. <laughs> but it's about 70 minutes, the occultation. It will vary depending on where you are in a source. But we've had sort of like transits and whatnot of, of the moons across Jupiter. This is, you could say, I always think an occultation is like a transit of the moon across the actual star, except those are special types of trans. We call them occultations. And so it passes in front and blocks the light of the star itself. So for about 70 minutes, you're only looking roughly 7.40 p.m. Uh, on that particular evening. And in fact, Psi 1, there's a group, the Psi 1, 2 and 3, the little triangle, but it doesn't occult the other stars, but it will get quite close, mm. the moon's edge. The, the southern edge will get close to Psi 2 as well, uh, not long after that. So well worth having a look at. And I find these fascinating to watch them as the star disappears because the moon's edge, it with the night side of the moon, the dark side of the moon, as we call it, Ooh. that will block out the star. So the star will just go straight out. Stars are stellar points, unless they're doubles, and that's a different matter, but they're stellar points. And so it literally will just go one minute's there, one second, if even a fraction of a second, it's gone. Yeah, because we've had we've had quite a few uh, occultations over the past couple of months, but it's been a while since there's been one with a dark edge. Exactly. Yes, and these are these are the easiest ones to see when they first happen. Um, because when they happen on the bright limb, which is has to be in the morning sky, it's a lot harder to get that moment when the star disappears because it's against the bright moon 
limb. But yeah, this is a nice one for, this is well worth it. Just seeing a star suddenly wink out for no reason. But it's mm. actually because the dark side of the moon is covering it. Yes. So the reappearance, uh, I say 17 minutes after 7.40, uh, is actually on the bright limb. So that's a little bit hard to get the exact time or watch it and then realize, oh, hang on, there's the star again, sorry. Because you might think it's the bright edge of a crater or something, but suddenly it's there. So mm. uh, I, I find them fascinating. And then to finish off, on the 22nd, the moon then lies to the left of Neptune. Now, you've got to bear in mind Neptune's faint, but you should still be able to see it in a pair of binoculars. But the moon acts as a guide, and it is to the left, actually, of the planet Neptune. Now, as I say, we haven't got a great deal happening. But November the 24th into the 25th, so this is late night on the 24th into the 25th. When I say late night, I'm talking about 1158 on the 24th so that's you've got two minutes almost as late as it possibly can be (laughs) yes exactly we've got ganymede doing a transit across jupiter again now this lasts until 3 50 a.m however bear in mind once again that ganymede will cross first then once ganymede is off the disc and again it's in the southern hemisphere because of the tilt of jupiter and the plane of the orbits of the uh, of the moons uh, of Jupiter and there it'll take a while before the shadow then begins to cross so you could get the transit of, of Ganymede first have a bit of a break have a coffee or whatever and then the shadow will start to transit again if you like early mornings of course sort of thing but you know sometimes these things are well worth getting up for and having a look at and then as I say it's a bit of a short week but finally on November the 25th We've got the moon passing on the 24th and the 25th of Jupiter. But on the 25th in the morning, well, late evening on the 25th, the moon actually lies forming a bit of a triangle between Jupiter and Uranus. Now, it's heading towards full. It's a few days away from full, and we'll deal with that next week. But it is heading towards full, so it's quite bright. But again, Uranus is a binocular target. So you won't see it with the naked eye with the moon so close, but uh, well worth having a photograph. You could try a photograph, but you'd need to take different exposures, one to get the moon and then one to overexpose and get uh, Uranus. And Jupiter, of course, is quite easy as well. So uh, there we have it. And of course, just a reminder that actually to their left is the Pleiades. So a sign of the winter skies. Yes, so we've got the moon then on the 25th, the evening of the 25th, forming this triangle between Jupiter and Uranus. On the 26th, so this is the Sunday evening, it's actually closer to the Pleiades than Uranus, but it forms a bit of a triangle with uh, the Pleiades and Uranus as well. So uh, that finish off the week for us. So there's still quite a lot of interesting things to see in the night sky this week. If you want to keep up to date with all of the goings on in the night sky, do be sure to subscribe to the Star Diary podcast so we can bring you the highlights every single week. But to summarise this week again, on the 20th of November, we've got the moon in the evening sky again, and it's going to be to the lower left of the planet Saturn. On the 21st, the moon is going to occult the star Psi 1 Aquarii in the evening sky and it will do so with its dark edge so it will be like the star suddenly just winks out and it will also pass very close to the star Psi 2. On the 22nd the moon is going to be to the left of Neptune. On the 24th going into the 25th Ganymede will transit across Jupiter's face. 
On the 25th, it's a great chance to see the Moon, Jupiter and Uranus forming a shallow triangle together. And finally, on the 26th, the Moon and the Pleiades will be together when the Moon is almost full. So lots to keep up to date with there. And hopefully we will see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you want to find out even more spectacular sights that will be gracing the night sky this month, be sure to pick up a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, where we have a 16-page pull-out sky guide with a full overview of everything worth looking up for throughout the whole month. Whether you like to look at the moon, the planets or the deep sky, whether you use binoculars, telescopes or neither, our sky guide has got you covered, with detailed star charts to help you track your way across the night sky. From all of us here at BBC Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Diary podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at skyatnightmagazine.com or head to Acast, iTunes or Spotify.